Morning, everyone. Good to see you. Uh, lovely to see some old faces. I've got some supporters from Sundal PM here today. Um, Natalie and all those guys. And uh, yeah, wonderful to be with you this morning. Uh, Lucas kind of introduced my preach already. So thanks for that, Lucas. It takes about 10 minutes off my preach. Uh, when he uh, asked us to uh, minister to one another. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about um, the gift of God through us to other people. God ministering through us. And um, that means every single one of us here is called to minister. Every single one of us here is called to minister uh, to each other. So uh, if you can just say, that's me. And then uh, turn to your neighbor and say, just as a practice run, can I minister to you? <laughs> so, so I'll introduce um, gifts uh, as an as a introduction, and, and then we'll, uh, we'll look at um, uh, just the skill uh, posturing yourself to be used well uh, in, in that capacity. Then we'll look at the source of, of the gift, and, and then I've got this analogy that we'll, we'll, we'll finish, and then we'll, we'll land the airplane. So uh, Joe spoke about grace last, uh, last Sunday, and uh, he was here last Sunday, and yeah, there was a really, really blessed uh, message. I really enjoyed it, um, Joe. Uh, I didn't actually know that you could preach that well. Um, it, was, it was, honestly, it was excellent. Uh, myself and Joe got prayed onto eldership at the same time, by the way, years ago, you know, Joe and Joey. So, you know, there's, there's a brother from another mother. I uh, love him. Um, and, uh, and then we got to share at COM about the message. So well done. That was, I was at Michael and Helga's COM on Wednesday. Very good. They fed back on the message, which is excellent. That's, that's something that you should do often. And they processed this thing about grace and and we, Joe started, started with talking about uh, grace covering our sin, which is huge, you know, that we receive God's grace, and, and by grace uh, we are saved through faith. And, uh, and then he t- started to touch on empowering grace, and <clears throat> uh, Herve and Talisi, are they here uh, this morning? Just put your hand up if you're here. Um, Herve and Talisi, are they here? Not yet, they missed, they missed out. But they actually ministered and they spoke about uh, empowering grace um, working through you as a gift. And, and that's what we're going to look at today. Um, we see that uh, Ephesians 4.16 says, From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And we know that we're all part of the body. Each part is every single uh, one of you. And uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. So Paul wants to educate us. And uh, jumping to uh, same chapter 7 to 11, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 11, says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So every single one of us, there's a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. It's actually not for ourselves. It's, uh, it's for, the, for others. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge. 
And Dika spoke about, you know, do you have a, uh, a word of knowledge for someone this morning? By means of the same Spirit, another faith. By the same Spirit, another gifts of healing. By that one Spirit, we know some of us are really used in healing. God's just um, deposited that gift upon us. We all call to pray for healing, but some just have that uh, special touch. Uh, verse 10, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking different kinds of tongues, and to still another interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. And I think the key here, and it's certainly in Josh Jen, is that, and if you're a visitor to this church, this isn't about the holy man of God at the front, uh, which has become common across the Western world especially, not only the Western world. This is not the man of God at the front. The, the man of God and the woman of God is sitting in the seats here. You guys are the man of God. You guys are the woman of God. Uh, it's not about the, you know, the hour of power from the front. It's, the hour of power is with you guys. And that's what the, the, the word is encouraging us to us. And unfortunately, the church has, has lost that a bit. You know, it's starting to, you know, that person's got the anointing and they've got the, the exclusiveness on that. No, no, you guys have got it. You guys have the exclusiveness. Every single person here. And that's what I, I'm hoping today. I'm hoping that today by the end of this preach, that every single one of you is going to feel like, okay, I'm actually under a bit of pressure now to minister. Uh, in whatever capacity, some of us might minister large, some of us might minister a little bit, especially if you're a young Christian, you might think, you know, maybe I don't have that much to give, but you do have to give something, and it'll grow as you exercise it. you just got to start small, it'll grow. So uh, that's important. Um, because I think it's easy to listen to this preach and say this is for someone else. No, no, this is for you. So hopefully receive it uh, today. I'm talking about you. And it's interesting is that uh, another factor is that the Lord doesn't often choose uh, one person. He often chooses many people. Uh, not one person can minister. Even Lucas, I mean, he's one of the most gifted guys I know. I've ministered in Australia with him. He's, he's, he's the full package. He can preach. He can lead. He can do worship, you know. But actually, even Lucas, believe it or not, doesn't have all the gifts. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so um, there's things missing in Lucas that someone else here has got. And actually, as we come together corporately, the full gift of Jesus comes through. Jesus had all the gifts. So when Jesus was ministering here on earth, he had the complete package. But actually, only together do we become the full, complete package of Jesus. And uh, we see it in 1 Corinthians 12, 21. And this really applies to every single one of us. It says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. One of us might be an elbow. Another person might be a toe. Do you know, if you, you know how badly if you lose your tiny toe, how it affects your run? Do you know that you can't, someone lost their, their, they damaged their little finger. Do you know you can't close, a little finger is like, uh, it's quite random, you know. You can't close a grip without your little finger. Every single part of our body is, um, is important. I'm st- I think they're still trying to figure out what the, what's that part that they remove and it doesn't, Appendix. They're still trying to figure out what the appendix does. Uh, but I actually think it's got some kind of purpose. They just haven't discovered it yet. And maybe some in the church, you know, we, we still need to discover uh, your purpose. You might say, well, I'm in the appendix right now. 
Um, but God promises he has given you a gift. Uh, so when, uh, when we're talking in common, we're coming off this thing about grace, we, we need to attach gift to grace. So we need to understand that the gift flowing through you or out of you is the same as the grace flowing through you. And you get saving grace, you get empowering grace. So grace has got to flow through you. And I'll, I'll talk in a moment about where it's, it's got to flow from. In 1 Corinthians 15.10, uh, Paul talks about it. And we know that Paul obviously ministered strongly uh, in the gifts of God. He says, but, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is, is with me. So even though Paul was super skilled, we know that he was a, a, a disciple of Gamaliel, is very, uh, um, you know, one of the big hitters in, in, in Judaism, uh, one of his top students. Even then he said, it wasn't I, but the grace of God flowing through me. And you've got to understand that you've got to access grace so that grace can flow through you and that's how your gift must operate. If your gift is operating out of human wisdom or, or human ability, that's actually not the gift. It kind of sometimes can look like the gift, but it's actually fake. When it's real, grace has got to flow through you. And that's what Paul is uh, talking about uh, in, this, in this passage. And I remember, this is supposed to be, this is not a heavy story, okay? It's supposed to be lighthearted. My wife is here. It's, I'm actually going to talk about my marriage right now, so I'm just prepping everyone, and I've got to prep my wife especially. So, um, so we've, been, we've been married for 20 years next year, April, which, is, uh, which would be amazing. Um, and, uh, but there was a time in my marriage, this was a long time ago, I don't need ministry, we don't need ministry right now. Um, we're doing okay, we're doing fine, we're doing good. She's my greatest asset right now, I really do, she's my, my, my greatest asset. Um, but I was really, really struggling in our marriage, and I, I got to a stage where I, I was down on my knees, and I said, Lord, I, I can't do this. But honestly, you know, you can say, I can't do this. I couldn't. I know that Donna needed some grace gifts to flow through me to her, and now it's kind of flowing the other way, but I just couldn't. I couldn't love her. I couldn't lead her. Those gifts couldn't flow, and I was on my knees, and I said to the Lord, in this moment of complete weakness, which people have been married, they know that it can really bring you to your knees at times. And I said, I, said, I, I, I can't do this, Lord. I can't. There's nothing in me. I can, I've been to the marriage seminars. I've read the marriage books. I've come to the end of myself. I can't do this. And then the Lord said to me, which he's probably said to many people, yes, you can't, but I can and then I said, okay, then I said, okay, God, I get that. Uh, can, you, can, uh, can, you, can you give me your grace right now? And he said, I don't need to. I've given my grace already. And that's the thing is the Lord already knows the future. He already knows the things you're going to go through. He gives grace in advance. We know that because he says he will never take us through anything that we can't handle. The grace was already there. But what was interesting is as the Lord spoke, faith came, because faith comes from hearing, hearing from the Word of God. So faith came, and I remember getting up from my knees and standing up, and I was like, okay, I'm ready for this. It was just like, bang. And I stood up, and I was ready to do this job. And that was when our marriage started to change. I mean, this is about probably about seven, eight years ago. And, 
And, and then the gifts, the grace started to flow through. But it, there was nothing in me. Nothing in me. And for grace to flow, it's nothing in you. It's, 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 it's faith um, activating grace. And that's the next thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, and this is, um, I've finished my intro. <laughs> I'm moving on to uh, my, first, my first point is that, is that for grace to flow, uh, there must be faith. And uh, we know that when Joe introduced uh, saving faith, we know that saving faith is through faith. This is Ephesians 2.8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. So uh, in the same way that saving grace is activated or released through faith, in the same way empowering grace needs to flow through faith, there needs to be some sense that you're saying, Lord, you can do this. And that's when I stood up. When the Lord put that faith in my heart, um, and even the faith itself is a gift of God. Uh, we were praying for someone this morning, right here, for healing, and we've got to walk out your healing sometimes. You know, healing can take time. And I prayed for them that God would, if they don't have faith or they've got unbelief, that God would put faith in their hearts so that that faith can start to activate something in them so that God can work. Because we know that uh, only, uh, we can only please God through faith. So faith needs to work. So when, when, when you come to the front and you're going to pray for someone and minister to someone, there's got to be a sense that you can't be going up going, there's no way God's going to use me. I don't believe I can be used. This, like you're faithless. There needs to be a sense of like, okay, God, I'm making myself available. I'm going to allow myself to, be, to operate in faith right now, to believe that you can do this. And then you just step out in faith. Does that make sense? Faith needs, and we, we, re, we understand that because Jesus couldn't uh, operate in his hometown of Nazareth because of lack of faith. So the, he has Jesus full of the wonders of God, and Jesus is not able to move because of lack of faith. And what was interesting, and this is my other thing I wanted to say, was the grace couldn't flow through Jesus, not because Jesus didn't have faith, but because they didn't have faith. And that's the, this is the interesting thing, is that uh, for, for, for grace to flow, the person ministering in the grace, when you're ministering in a grace gift, you've got to have faith, okay? But the other person needs to have faith to some extent too, or at the very least, permission. So that's why when I come to the front, we can presume that they've already given permission because they've come to the front, okay? We can assume that. But I normally say, can I pray for you? So there's a permission there because faith needs to be operating both sides. And we know that we can actually draw grace from people. Uh, and Merv is a classic example. You know, you know how much faith you guys have got in, in Merv? I mean, we do, you know? Like, Merv comes up to minister. But what we're actually doing is Merv's got faith to minister, but we're actually drawing grace out of him. Why? Because there's faith from our side too, in the gift and the grace that's throwing for it. So there's, it's actually a, a, a combination. So you're in the street, and you're with Declan, and you decide to share on the street. So you're hoping that a, a gift of evangelism can flow. And, and Declan has got the gift of evangelism. So when you hang out with him, and you minister with him, you start to catch a bit of that gift. And the, the first thing you should do, and I was... I've, done a fair amount of street evangelism myself, is you've got to ask permission. Can I share the gospel with you? Or, but you wouldn't say it that way. You'd say, hi, my name is Joey. I'm, I'm just from the church down the road, Josh Jen. 
and uh, we, we just share out on the street, and we would, um, we're just sharing about our lives, what Jesus has done in our lives. Can I just share, it'll only be two minutes, about what Jesus has done in my life. Can I share? If they say no, you say, that's fine. Bless them. But if they say yes, now you've got the door. You see, you've got the gift operating through permission. So it's the faith of yourself plus the permission of the other, or the faith of the other. And together, you participate, and the grace flows. Don't just walk up to someone and say, you know, Jesus says that there's no permission from their side. So grace is going to struggle to flow. Maybe you, you get lucky, and maybe they just go, you know. But there needs to be uh, faith on both sides. And we see this from Amos 3.3. 3. Now, I know that you might be surprised that Amos is even in the Bible because I, uh, it's very rarely used. But Amos 3.3 3 says um, that do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so. So there needs to be a sense of agreement. Does that make sense? So for grace to flow, um, there needs to be faith. So ask permission with guys. And you, when, you, when you're interacting with that gift, there's a sense that both of you are cooperating. Because remember, you're actually not wanting what's in that person. You're wanting God through them. So there needs to be a sense that you're both waiting on the Lord to see what the Lord will do. One person's ministering, the other person's receiving, but you're both actually looking to the Lord by faith or by agreement. You're in agreement for something. Does that make sense? And uh, on the, a scripture, you want a scripture for grace, grace, grace drawn out of people? Matthew 10, 41. Classic example. Um, whoever welcomes a prophet, because he is a prophet, will receive a prophet's reward. You see, you're drawing grace out of that prophet. You're drawing the prophetic out of, uh, out of the prophet. I can guarantee you, ask Milani, if, if a prophet comes... You can easily not draw grace out of them if you don't have that sense of agreement and that sense of faith from your side that there's going to be grace flowing through them. If, if, if Milani walks into a context where no one knows her, generally, generally, God can do anything, but generally she'll probably struggle uh, more than if she goes into a context where everyone knows her grace because they'll just immediately draw it out of her. Is that, is that fair? Okay. So... Uh, does you guys understand that? And then it says, when, uh, when, whoever welcomes a righteous person as a, as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. Here's the good news. Uh, is that God has given us faith. God has given us faith. So operate with the presumption that God has given you faith. And... Um, Romans 9, 16 to 17 says, Therefore, it does not therefore depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. For Scripture, for scripture says to Pharaoh, I raised you up for this very purpose, that I might display my power in you, and that, and that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. He has God's message to you this morning, to every single one of you. I raised you up for this very purpose, that I might display my power in you. The Lord has raised every single one of you up so that he can display his power in and through you. And it's not, just take that as a given right now. You don't need to ask and say, you know what, I need to somehow go get 
um, that validation. God's already validated you. If you're born again and you're following Jesus, Jesus has already given you that power and that stamp and said, Go and be my ministers throughout the earth. Amen. Thank you, Declan. So you need to shift on that right now. Shift on that right now. Say, well, why don't you say it? He has given me faith. To minister. Empower. And to display His glory throughout the earth. Amen? Take it. It's there already. You need to start there. You need to not, don't start in a place of disqualification. You know, the guys that go into the Olympic race and they, the, the 10 of them are there ready for the Olympic race, the 100 meter, they deserve to be there because they've gone through all the requirements to arrive at the Olympics. You've already done all those requirements. You've become saved. You've got a deposit of His Holy Spirit. He's already got a stamp on you. He's licked you. You know those guys, you know there's two, two, uh, two, two uh, kids fighting over a, over a sucker. Who wins? The one that licks it first. The other one doesn't want it. Yeah? So he's already licked you. You're his. You belong to him. The devil actually doesn't really want you anymore. So you belong to him. You minister him. You've got the stamp of Jesus in you. You've got faith. He's given you faith. You know his will. Go. Yes? Stir yourself. No one is disqualified if... You've received the Spirit because the Spirit's going to operate through you, yeah? If you've got unresolved sin or whatever, come sit with one of your leaders or whatever, get, get it sorted. Listen, we all struggle with this. No sin that's not common to all. Get that out of the way. Get your guilt out of the way, all the rest, and start to minister in power. God wants to use you, every single one of you. Amen? So <laughs> that brings me on to our next point, which is posture. So we see in the story of Gideon, and I've actually got a, a picture here for you, if you can uh, just bring it up shiny. So posture is important. We know that in the story of Gideon that God used uh, this actually very small army of 300 to defeat the, uh, who, was it the Assyrians, the Malachites? Midianites. And he started with 32,000. So 22,000 went home. They didn't even want the fight. Uh, so he was left with 10,000. And then from the 10,000, God said, there's still too many because God wanted to show that he can do anything. You know, he wanted greater glory. Greater, greater glory would come through 300 defeating the Midianites then through 10,000. So he said, let them go down to the water and drink. And those that pick the water up to their mouths and drink. You choose them. Those that kneel down and lap the water with their tongues, they can go home to you. So posture is important. And you need to position yourself. You know, if I look at that picture, there's, there's something looks different to the guy that's standing there, to the guy that's kneeling there. He's got this kind of vibe, you know. There's this, there's this like, he looks slightly dangerous, you know. He's, there's there's this, he's, there's this look in his eye, you know, like, give me some Midianites. There's, there's, there's a vibe there, you know. Those other guys there, there's no vibe there. 
You know, they, they just want some water, you know. They're just not even like, you know, God's like, God's like, just send them home. And, and that's one of the things. You need to have a certain kind of posture to be used. There, there needs to be a sense of readiness in and out of season. There needs to be a sense where you position yourself in your heart, where you're constantly going, Lord, you need to look like that guy. Not like the other guys. Now, this is the sad thing, and I, I say this because I, I've, I've done both easily, many times. We've all done it. Elders, even like kiss I'm sure. Maybe. Um, but we've done the other stuff. We've done the, you know, I've just come to church. I just want to receive. Or I just come to come, you know, I just want to receive. We like the guys needing done. There's something else the Lord wants from us. And Andrew does this. So I know this is apostolic, okay? Andrew's done this teaching that we actually come to church to give. We actually come to come to give. We come to come looking like that guy. Do we come in the mornings prayed up? Have you suddenly found Jesus somewhere in the morning while you were showering, preparing? Have you found Jesus in for a moment? You just touched Jesus. You touched back. Or do you walk in here like, I, I haven't even, I'm going to find Jesus halfway through the worship. That's the difference. Come in dangerous for the, for, for, for the enemy. Come in ready to give. Position yourself. You know, you've got to find that power. You've got to find that power. And, and, but once you find it, you start to kind of like it. And then you kind of get into that, 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 um, that posture that you see in that picture. It's a real challenge for us. But, but and I, please, this is for every single one of us. It's easy to say, it's just the com leaders or the deacons or the elders I'm here to receive. You know, Andrew would be horrified if he heard that. He wants every single one of the saints here to be coming here every, well, whenever they come here. It's coming here saying, what about the gift in you? Because if the gift in you is missing, you're robbing the body. Because we need your gift. We need your gift. I cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. What we're missing out on a morning or an evening or whatever, if the Lord wants to use you and you've not postured yourself when I'm ready for the Lord to use me. And you know what? Sometimes it's not so easy on Sunday because there's three, 400 guys. But at community group with 10, 15 guys, the Lord can so easily use you. Not only that, you can grab someone for a coffee and take them out. Let the Lord use you, but you need to posture yourself. You know, do we come to church to to give or receive. You know what? Actually, deep in our hearts, we're actually hoping we receive. Like, we all want a touch of Jesus. Let's face it, you know. We want our fix, you know. So, we should be getting it daily. But here's the interesting thing. As we give, we will receive. As we blessed, as we bless, we will be blessed. And we see it here from Paul in Acts 20, 34. Now, Paul worked hard, eh? I mean, you know he worked hard. He says, you yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. Are we supplying or are we offering ourselves to be used in the needs of our companions or our brothers and sisters? In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Acts 20, 34. Got that one, Sean, so the Lord is reminding us it's more blessed to give than to receive. 
You know, as you give, you are going to be receiving. Uh, we're not a dead sea. Because the Dead Sea, the water only flows in. But uh, that, that Dead Sea ends up becoming dead. It doesn't look like a happy sea to me. I haven't been there, but it's just like this, you know, this, this salt thing. There's nothing growing there. Uh, it's not like a happy sea, you know. Uh, it's not, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't have waves. I mean, it doesn't even have waves. So, I mean, that's critical. So... Uh, you, you, I'm telling you right now that you, you, if you think you're just going to have a receiving posture, I'm just, I'm being a psychologist for you today, okay? You're not going to be happy long term. As you allow God to start to use you, little things, it's going to grow, huh? Donna told me about this, this lady. She's probably got, how many orphans does she have or children is she looking after? She's looking after 34 children in this house. How, how big is the house? Two be- in Malawi, how many? Two-bedroom house, 34 kids. Fostering them because she's 33 years old. So she, thanks, Donna. She, <laughs> so she, she, she's just pouring herself out for these, for these kids in Malawi. They don't have a mom or dad. And, and, and I can guarantee you right now there's something operating in your heart. She is giving, but there's something also being generated in her heart. There's some kind of vibe being generated there. Where she's just, actually, I, I do believe that she's enjoying it. You will enjoy it. So put yourself on that course right now. Say to yourselves, I'm here to give. I remember when, it's a tough, it's a tough one. I remember when Andrew did that teaching, I just went, oh my goodness, how do you do that? But that's the Lord's desire and take comfort in this. When you give and have, you will receive. I mean, you're going to be coming out Sundays full of the Holy Spirit. It'll come. But be postured to give. Are we, are we good on that? I don't know if we shifted on that. Can I, uh, I just really feel like the Lord wants me to underline that for you. What Joey is saying. That, that psychologist thing. Like you want to be happy and you think just receiving, you're going to be sad. If you want to be happy, get outside of the box and give. We find life as we give life. Does that make sense? We need to get that point. That's that's point. Yeah. yeah, very good. No, it's good. There's like a pause there, you know. There's a pause. Listen, what I'm saying is apostolic. Yeah, go, go download Andrew's preach. I, but he did it like what 20 years ago or 15 years ago. He does it every five years or so. You know, he spins the plates. But it's like, honestly, like it's it's a it's DNA, hey, and us as a church. But, but I want to encourage you. You're going to get blessed, what Lucas said. You're going to get blessed as you give. But you've got to shift out of the like, poor me, you know, so I just need Jesus, you know, like today. Like, I can't minister. No, you've got the Holy Spirit in you. You can. You know how blessed you are to have like two arms, two legs, one head, two eyes, everything works, plus minus, you know? You're blessed. You've got His life in you. You don't know if you've got tomorrow, you've got today. 
Just offer yourself to the Lord. Every single one of you, you've got something to offer. Say, I am valuable. You are. Every single one of you has got something to give. All right, let's move on to the source. And this really lines up with Melania's words today because we know that the source is Jesus. And I really feel like the Lord wanted to do something this morning. There was another prophetic word from Melani. She said that this congregation has seen a lot of success. I mean, this congregation has, but that the Lord wanted to take us to a higher level. And often when the Lord wants to take us to a higher level, He actually wants to take us to a deeper level. When we go deeper, we actually go higher. And um, we need to be connected to Jesus. And we know that... Um, in John 1, 14, we need to understand who Jesus is. is um, you know, he, John 1 talks about him being um, full of life. Um, and um, the, the Greek is Zoe. The, the, the Hebrew is Chaya. And we need to be full of life. He is full of life. And, 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 and he is the light. That life is the light of men. We need to understand what's in Jesus, that there's so much life in Jesus. There's so much power in Jesus. And as we connect, he's like the plug, and we've and we got the, he's the wall plug, and we're the plug. And we, we need to plug into Jesus, and that life needs to start flowing from Jesus. If you're not plugged in, you, you, you're not, that, 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 that power and that life is not going to be flowing and that grace is not going to be flowing. John 1, 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Uh, Jesus is full of grace. And then a little bit longer, it says, uh, a little bit later, it says um, in, in 1, 16, For from His fullness, all this fullness, Jesus is so full of life and grace, we have all received, that's every single one of us, grace upon grace. It's not a desert. You know, you might be going through a desert period, but you, it's glory to glory. So you've got to, you, you were in a mountain, I remember, you know, you might be thinking, man, a few years ago, I just felt like I was close with Jesus, not so much now, I'm just persevering. But there's another big mountaintop coming where you're going to be close to Jesus again, glory to glory. So you might feel a little bit dry right now, but... It's God has poured out His grace on you. God has poured out His grace on us. And we need to understand that the Scripture says, and just look at that Scripture, that for, from His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. It's like it's overflowing on us. Catch that this morning. There's Jesus' grace is overflowing on you. Grace upon grace, not just even said at once grace. I'm talking about grace as a as empowering grace to flow through you, not just to cover your sin, but to, to empower you to, to, to do what you need to do, what He's called you to do. We're overflowing with grace. Say that, I am overflowing with grace. Uh, I sound like a TBN preacher this morning, you know, <laughs> getting you guys fired up. But really, I just feel like the Lord wants to just shift us. There's grace all over your life because of Jesus. If you shift out of a poverty mentality if you need to, the Lord's Spirit's in you. It's not you, it's Him through you. Make yourself available. 
Unless we plug in, unless we put that our plug into the plug of Jesus, we can do nothing. John 15, 5. I am the vine, Jesus talking. You are the branches. All of us are the branches of Jesus. If you remain, all the ex- extension cords. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Settle that. It's so easy, you know, it's so easy to minister in our own strength. It's so easy to minister in uh, what we think here out of our own, yeah, own strength. It's wasted, it's fruit that will not pass through the fire. It's, you know, whether the Lord decides to bless it, I don't know. Sometimes He just blesses it anyway. But, it's got to come from Jesus. It's got to come from Jesus. You know, we've got psychology books and we read all the, the theory. And that helps. It's good. But still, we've got to plug into the source. And I think that, yeah, we, in the early days in PE, when I used to hang with those, all those PE guys, um, Andrew and those guys, I remember we sometimes used to hang with a group and someone had been spending time with Jesus that morning. So we're just talking, honestly, we're not even talking about the Lord. And suddenly someone says, you've been, like let's just say Declan's in the group. We're just talking to Declan, you've been spending time with Jesus this morning, haven't you? It's just coming off the vibe. It's just the power is just coming off. It's like you just know if someone's been with Jesus. They don't even have to pretend. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to study for it. There's just this thing coming off them because they've been with the power source. Some of us are operating in old water, old manner. You know, the manner only lasted a day. The next day it was rotten, except on Saturday. It would last for two days. See the Lord. Planned for everything. So, but the manna gets old. The manna gets old. Some of us are operating in, in old stuff from a year ago. The water, people when they taste the water, they're like, but fresh water, oh, tastes good. It's fresh water from the throne. Fresh water from Jesus. And you can't fake it really. Be desperate. Don't try fake it. Be desperate. Say, you know what? I can't do this thing without Jesus. Settle that right now. If this congregation says, I can't do this thing without Jesus, you know, Jesus will actually go, okay, now maybe I can take you very seriously. Because now you've decided not to rely on yourself, but to rely completely on me. That you've decided that the old water doesn't taste so good. So I'm not saying that there's no old water here, but what I'm saying is this is common, man. It's so common. You know, yesterday's water was good yesterday, but not today. And this is my closing analogy. So I was listening to Joe last week, and I saw this picture of this honeybee flying onto this flower and just consuming pollen. And, uh, and there it is. And uh, that's the picture I saw. And um, that's not the exact picture I saw, but it's... Plus, minus, okay? So, um, 
This bee is, just picture for the moment that, that you're the bee and that the flower is Jesus. And, I mean, that bee is getting stuck in there, you know. He's, he's getting so stuck in there. And his head's full of pollen, you know, le- legs are full of pollen. It's like pollen all over him. Now, this is the interesting thing. And he has a little uh, grade four biology lesson for you. That bee, without even knowing it, is going to fly with that pollen. Imagine the pollen of Jesus, okay, or the seed of Jesus. And he's going to fly to another flower. Imagine another flower is another person. And he, without even knowing it, is going to deposit that, fly, that, that pollen on another flower or person and cross-pollinate that flower, without even knowing it. And that's what happens when we get stuck in with Jesus like that. We're just deep in Jesus. We're just loving Jesus. We're just, we're just enjoying him, the, the, the man of Jesus, the person of Jesus. We're just loving what he's done for us. We're loving that he's covered our sin, that he's covered our weaknesses, that we, we're enjoying him. We're enjoying his spirit. His blood is over us. We've, we, we, we're linked to the king. We, 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 we're, it's just overwhelming. We, this pollen goes all over us. And then we go to someone else. We're not even, we're talking about going to the shop, buying Coca-Cola. We're not even talking about spiritual things, but the pollen is just touching people. It's just and cross-pollinating. They're just getting pollinated. It's just happening. Because uh, you're, you're stuck into the plug. You're plugged in to the source. And the grace is just flowing. It's just touching people. That's where the Lord wants to take us. And some of you know what that's like. Some of you might not know what that's like. We can give a, a call for you to give your heart to Jesus because he died on the cross 2,000 years ago. Historical fact. Because your sin is a serious thing if you've never given your heart to Jesus. Your sin is a serious thing. The bad things you've done in your life, you've hurt people and hurt yourself. And that sin is going to count against you on the day of judgment. And the Bible is clear that we will be judged for our sins. We will be judged for hurting others and hurting ourselves. And that the Bible says that the wages of sin or the consequences of those bad things means that we have no access or entry into heaven. But the good news is that Jesus, who is perfect, lived the perfect life here, died on the cross and took our punishment our sin upon himself so that we could be set free. It's like we're in court and we owe this massive fine that we can't pay. And someone else comes in, I'll pay his fine so he can be free. Jesus came and paid our fine so we can be free. And that means if you accept Jesus into your heart and say, Lord, forgive me, and Jesus says he has the power to forgive sin, he will forgive you of your sin like you never ever did it, like you're spotless and clean. So that one day when you stand before him and every single man, woman, and child will stand before the Almighty and give account for their lives. One life. And you're saying, I'm not good, but Jesus is good. And I have his mark on me. I have his blood over me. He's licked me. And God will say, welcome into my kingdom. I see my son on you. So we'll give you a chance you can mull over that for the next five minutes. And then we'll give a chance. If you want to receive Jesus, he came to die for every single man, woman, and child throughout history. 
And he's happy to accept you and happy to call you. So if he's calling you today, hear his voice. Put up your hand and receive him and get his power upon you and his grace upon you and his cleansing upon you. Amen? Here's the interesting things. Is a flower can self-pollinate. It can self-reproduce. But because, we can blame Adam, yeah? Because there's some genetic flaws in the flower, the flower actually needs the genetic code of other flowers to remain healthy and to reproduce healthy. We need each other. You can say, I can be by myself. But you actually need others to stay in a place of health. So that... As we touch one another with the pollen of Jesus, we're bringing health to one another. And that's what the bee does without even knowing it. God has put an illustration there to help us. Amen? Amen. Amen.